0: Hello, from Wonder Media Network. I'm Meltem Burak. I'm the host and producer of the podcast Sesta. We aim to harness the power of arts and culture to foster conversation and build peace in Cyprus. I'll be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're highlighting peacebuilders. In times of conflict, these women have stepped in, bringing their creativity and insight to help facilitate peace across the globe. Today we're talking about a powerful opponent of the Chilean dictator Augusto Pinochet and his oppressive regime. Despite the high stakes and dangerous nature of being such a public adversary, she knew that keeping silent would never actually bring peace. Let's talk about Gladys Marin. Gladys was born on July 16, 1941 in Curepto, Chile. Curepto is a small town not far from the coast near the center of the long and skinny South American country. Her mother was a school teacher, and her father was a small farmer and occasional salesman. When she was 11 years old, she and her mother moved north to a town outside the capital city of Santiago. Gladys received a scholarship to attend the Escuela Normal, and it was at this point that she became involved in greater causes. She joined her school student union, Like many Chileans, she was a practicing Catholic and also belonged to several Christian youth groups. At 16 years old, Gladys joined the youth branch of the newly legal Chilean Communist Party and was a supporter of the socialist campaign of Salvador Allende. Around this time, she met a mining engineer named Jorge Muñoz. They were soon married and would go on to have two children together. Gladys and Jorge worked on another of Allende's campaigns in 1964. Allende still hadn't won an election. But Gladys found politics exhilarating. The next year, she became Chile's youngest member of parliament. Soon after, she became the general secretary of Chile's communist youth, a post she held for over a decade. To better understand Gladys' strong political convictions, I think it's important to talk about her country's political situation at the time. Chile was a democracy, but the rise of the Chilean left sent its relationship with the U.S. into a tailspin. The U.S. government, worried about the spread of communism and leftist movements, tried to prevent the election of Allende. Much of Latin American history is hugely complex and the way in which we interpret and interact with it is often based in the telling we hear. Gladys was a peace activist and spoke out against an oppressive regime. But from a U.S. perspective, may have been a troublemaker who was furthering the spread of problematic leftist movements. Gladys' efforts for Allende finally paid off in 1970. He won the election but his time in office was short-lived. Though it remains disputed, there are theories that the US government backed the 1973 coup that helped General Augusto Pinochet seize power. Allende made a final address to the people of Chile before he passed away, now widely accepted to be a death by suicide. Following the coup, life was not safe for Chilean leftists in the country. Gladys' name was on the new government's most wanted list. In 1974, Gladys left Chile in exile, and in doing so, left her husband and two children, as did many other Chilean dissidents. Tragically, Gladys' husband Jorge, another target of the Pinochet regime, was abducted and likely murdered while Gladys was in exile. Four years later, Gladys currently returned to Chile to work against Pinochet from within the country, but could not let her family, not even her children, know of her return. At last, in 1990, the Pinochet era ended. Gladys was finally able to emerge from her isolated secrecy. Within a few years, she went from hiding to becoming the Secretary General of the Communist Party in Chile. In 1998, Gladys became the first person to file criminal charges against Pinochet for the disappearance of her husband. Her action inspired hundreds of Chileans to follow in her steps. Between 1973, when Pinochet seized power, and 1990, when his dictatorship ended, over 3,000 people disappeared or were killed. Artifacts of his time in power still haunt Chile, including the country's constitution. In recent years, progressive Chileans have fought for a new constitution. Outspoken subversives like Gladys paved the way for generations of Chilean changemakers. On March 6, 2005, Gladys passed away at her home in Chile. She was 63 years old. In the following days, tens of thousands of mourners took to the streets of Santiago to honor her revolutionary legacy. All month, we're talking about peace builders. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan for having me on as a guest host. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you Monday.